Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. Today is our week three Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off of a three and two winning week in our contest. Thank freaking God we did that. We recorded our Sunday episode before Sunday Night Football. And as we said on the show, a lot of lines we liked in the moment that we talked about have already moved, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of the number. Today, we will get to our Simon Says pick, our exec decision pick, both of which won last week. Thursday, we will do sharp calls, big balls, foxhole, and go deeper into the plays we like. Also, this is the last week of reminders to sign up for the Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. It's a season-long contest that automatically drops your two worst scores of the season after Thanksgiving week. First place this season gets 40000 bucks. Plus, if you don't want to play season-long, we have a weekly contest. The top five this week and every week get their share of three grand. You know the drill. Go to favorites.actionnetwork.com to sign up for free. Let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Shout out, we doing, brother? We are so freaking good today. I cannot tell you. I've never felt better than I have after the first two weeks of this football season. What a difference it makes to go three and two versus two and three. <laughs> and uh, what a difference it doesn't make to me at all, because I just feel the exact same. Just another week grinding, Chad. So that was brutal way to end the week last night luckily i gave on the app just the saints first half and the saints under and i just stayed away from that pittsburgh browns game because you nailed it when you were like what are we doing why are we taking the browns here just a great life lesson chad we do not fade pittsburgh at home on monday night against the browns history just keeps repeating itself you ain't new to this no more now you know what i mean well, look, we're going to get a chance to dig in deeper on the Browns and the catastrophe that is happening by the lake right now, uh, plus every other game on the slate. We'll start talking about our early leans, narrowing down the games that we like. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Must be present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. All right, last bit of housekeeping. Here's our favorites contest update for the week two winners, okay? Week two, we had 149 entries finish 5-0. Our week two $1,500 first place winner was Jay Lina Cinder. That's J-A-I, Lina Cinder. And we paid out another 1,500 to the rest of our top five. Tiebreaker was the longest Pittsburgh reception, which was a 71-yard George Pickens touchdown. Top five all got within 17 yards, but Simon, our winner, guessed 69. Nice. That is nice, right? Also, our producer, Matt Mitchell, wants to call up participant Q Brown 1 for finishing dead fucking last in the week two contest. Congratulations for finishing 0-5 including a loss by the hook on Atlanta minus one and a half and missing the tiebreaker by 50 yards. Please email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week three in our contest is live. The Monday night football tiebreaker, longest Bengals touchdown. Good luck, everybody. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about the Giants visiting San Francisco. The line is 10 and a half. Saquon is out. The Giants O-line is banged up. This team can barely score against bad teams. I'm surprised this line hasn't, hasn't moved already, but I do have one Evan Abrams special stat 
that might sway us. But tell me what you're thinking right now. I mean, it sucks that auto plays the Giants. Like this, this is one of these I have to take the Giants, but I'm so thankful we don't have to pick this in our contest because it's one of those I know I can't stay away and it might get me in trouble because Thursday night things are always a little weirder and it always favorites the home team. I mean, the Vikings were left for dead and they had some crazy comeback to get that cover last week as the dog. So that's a perfect summary for these Thursday games where if you're a big favorite like this, you got to blow them out. Like the 49ers to cover this number really have to blow out this Giants team. And I just don't know if the Giants are that bad. So this this number did get 11 to a couple books after the Saquon news came down. A lot of pro money came in. It's at 10 in a lot of books now. So 10 and a half sounds fair. Like that's a fair number to grab. But, you know, I just I'm just glad we don't have to make it one of our five because this is like a true torture chamber of a game where like I don't want to do it. But it's a big number for a Thursday game. And the Giants say what you want. They might have found a little something in that second half. Like Daniel Jones, his confidence looked like it came roaring back in that second half against Arizona. So that's really great for him to have a short week, still on the road with the team, head up the coast, up to San Fran. And, you know, the 49ers team, if you're taking their number here, this is you buying at the peak. Like this is this is not you getting any type of value on this 49ers team. So um yeah thankful chad that we don't have to make this one of our contest pick because it's kind of hard not to love the giants in this exact spot well we would make it one of our contest picks if we could do thursday games it's sort of what we live on is making these really disgusting plays that (laughs) percentages favor us i would also say if you can't find your confidence against the arizona cardinals then you don't deserve the massive guaranteed contract and brian dayball doesn't deserve the massive props that we've been giving him that the entirety of the NFL media universe has been giving him for being a great coach. Um, They needed that game for their lungs. And I was sitting on that couch, that couch, my couch, (laughs) 19 minutes left in the game, Giants down 28, seven. And I said to a buddy, I was sitting next to him. Like I got the Giants minus five. Can they outscore the Cardinals 28 to nothing? And they, they almost did it. They almost did it. They almost got there. They got to 24, 24 to nothing. Um, Here's my stat for you, okay? Here's my Evan Abrams stat that's going to make us feel better. Teams playing their first home game in week three. That's the Niners. 21-34-2 and against the spread over the past 20 years. When those teams are listed as a favorite, 14-26-2. As a favorite of three or more, 12-21-2. So the 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 numbers, the precedent is on our side to take the Giants minus 10. Yeah, that makes sense. The trends would back that up. Because I, I would just say in my lifetime, anytime this spot pops up, it's like I, I kind of have to take the dog at a big number like this. So um, not shocking to see the public loses on this trend because that's just – it's a dumb bet. If you're betting the 49ers here, over time it's going to be a loser taking a team like this in this exact spot. So, um, yeah, thank you, Evan, for that. I needed that to – to boost my Giants love. Simon feels better. Nice job. I do. Nice job, Evan Abrams. All right. Now we got to get some games that, that we know we can think about. People are going to hate this week, but it's, it's a little bit of overreaction, a little bit of these teams aren't as bad as people perceive. So um, I already know ahead of time, like there's going to be a couple of games just like last week where, you know, it might not work out just like that bears number didn't. But there's a method to the madness. So um, I hope people people got strong stomachs because this week is really tough because we're really going to ask you to go against the grain here um, for a lot of these games. The Chargers are plus one at Minnesota. I'm a little surprised this number hasn't moved yet. Uh, the pros like Minnesota. The money's on the Vikings. The bets are on the Chargers. Reminder, if you go to the Action Network app or you're in the Action Network website, uh, you see the bets column in the odds page and the public betting page. That that the bets is where the public money is coming. The money is where the professionals are. I'm going to say right now, I like Minnesota here. <laughs> I got no read on it. I just think there's no value. I'll, I'll just take the over or something and just stay away from this one. Well, I um, think you should take the over. Like if you watch that Titans game and we're going to talk about this, you would have thought the Chargers were going to kill Ryan Tannehill. He was sacked five times, like terrible violent hits. But his stat line was 20 to 24 nearly seven yards per attempt, all right? And Kirk 
has been awesome this year. Second most passing yards in the league. Third highest completion completion percentage. Second highest passer rating. Um, and you know who gives up the most yards per attempt? The Los Angeles Chargers. A very badly coached team on the road as a one-point fave or a team we're skeptical about at home as a one-point dog. I can <laughs> see why you want to pass. Yeah, it just it, it feels like a game where I'm not getting great value on the line. Like Vikings plus three, no-brainer play. Because um, it just feels like whoever's the ball last is going to win this game. So, um, yeah, definitely a Russian roulette game where it's like there's no model in the world that can predict this game. Like no one knows with either of these teams – What's going to happen? We all know it's going to be a shit show. So, yeah, I'll just I'll just take the over chat and stay away for a side. Oh, my God. See, I so. All right. Fine. Because I really I might take a little taste of the. Uh, of the Vikings on this one. Evan says that when two winless teams play, the underdog is 70, 37 and four over the past 20 years. I don't really think that's a relevant stat here because this one's bouncing around like it might as well be pick. Let's talk about Buffalo on the road at Washington. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. I loved this game all last week. I bet Buffalo minus six on Sunday, the look ahead line before any of the games were played. I think we got lucky that Washington came back against Denver so the line stayed down. And according to Nick Giffen, one of our predictive analysts, co-creator of the Luck Rankings, this is one of the top four games with value in favor of Buffalo as a decent-sized road favorite. It's now at six and a half. Yeah, another game I'm wait on. I know a really smart group that's heavy on the Washington in this one. They came in and grabbed the – it got up to seven at one point. Now it's on a six and a half. You might see some six at some books, but definitely a pros versus Joe's game. I mean – even myself threw the Bills right into a teaser as soon as this number came out. It's just like, oh, all I need is the Bills to win this game straight up. It, it's hard to think Washington's going 3-0. Had a really emotional win week one. Had an incredible big come-from-behind win in week two. How do they not have a letdown spot here? Really interesting number. Like The the fact that the pros are coming in on this means there's a couple pros out there that really do believe in this commander's team. So I can't get behind it. Like I'm trying to find a reason to get on Washington here. And I can't do it. I mean, I don't even need to look at the splits, but I already know the public is going to be all over the bills. It's just a nice number, a good number of throwing teasers, everything about it. So de- definitely one of these. Um, I don't hate it that you already took the bills and that I already have the bills in a teaser. But this is one of, one of these numbers. I know I'm going to get some calls about it for Thursday's show. So no real opinion on it. I lean towards Washington at this point on Tuesday, but n- no play for me yet. Well, look, I feel like if you think the bills are going to win, then you bet the Bills minus six, minus six and a half. Evan can can tell us in the chat, but I'm fairly certain during Josh Allen's career, he's won 54 career games now. 38 of those games, he's won by seven or more points. So like when the guy wins, he covers. And he usually blows out bad teams. Like that's yeah. what he's great at. Like the, that's, ex- that's exactly why we loved him this past weekend against the Raiders. We didn't give a fuck what the number was. The number was seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half. We were playing it at every single number. Yeah, but it's also a little bit of luck because, again, I do care about the number. If it was 11, 11 and a half, I probably would have came in on the Raiders. So we had great value and a great spot on that Bills team, which that's why I ended up in our contest, Chad. Josh Allen, 43 of his 57 wins by seven or more. New Orleans at Green Bay, that number right now is at the Packers minus one and a half. So it's come down a little bit. It was at two. The Saints team is so interesting. Like they have, they've, they've won two games. They were clearly better than the Panthers last night. Jordan Love, meanwhile, is he for real? His passer rating, 118. Six touchdowns, mm-hmm. no interceptions. Yards per attempt, seven and a half, right? So I kind of feel like he's for real, but the same stat I just read about teams playing their first home game who are favored 14, 26 and two against the spread. Yeah. And I actually think we might be able to get a good deal here on the saints just because most people watched that game. That was a gross game. That saints Carolina game. And 
Derek Carr historically is not that great on the road. And we saw it kind of pop up in that game. There were sometimes he looked lost where he really shouldn't. Like Michael Thomas, Olave, these weapons he has at his disposal are so good. Yeah. The Saints defense is so talented. I mean, that was a brutal, brutal backdoor, but one of the best backdoors you can get if you had Carolina. Like that's the dream scenario when you get the three and a half and they get the touchdown and the two point after they did nothing for 56 minutes. Um, that's why we play the numbers, Chad. So, yeah, interesting to see how this number is going to go. Um, I initially wanted to get on Green Bay. I was like thinking to myself, if if the Saints are two and zero, this this is the kind of game here. Where if they go and win this game in Green Bay, I, I really have to really like take more consideration about how good the Saints team is right now because I still think they're the kind of team where, yeah, I picked them before the season to be the one seed. I didn't really believe it. Like, I still have a lot of questions about Derek Carr, and I still feel the same after that Carolina game, Chad. So in a really tough spot for this Saints team to go up to Green Bay and play in. But if it keeps creeping up, like if this gets to two and a half, we're going to we're gonna take that number. Like if this was at a pick, I'd be on Green Bay. But if it gets a two and a half, three, I'll back the Saints and I'll take that defense. So I'm, I'm hoping the public money keeps coming in and maybe some pros coming to take Green Bay and we get the two and a half because – that that'd be a really nice number to back with this. The Saints defense is just legit. Like they're really good in every facet. So as much praise I want to give Jordan Love, we also talked about it where it's like a lot of it's with the coach giving him the easy reads and the easy pass. And there's some other stuff where Jordan Love looks like a first year starter. Like this guy is going to have a lot of ugly plays coming up. And that's just how it is in the NFL. Like you you learn from your mistakes. He's got a lot of mistakes coming. And this is one of these games. Yeah, you get get fat. Fat off playing the Bears defense. Get fat off playing Atlanta indoors. Now you're playing the Saints defense, which I think most people are going to have them rated as a top eight, top seven defense. So I'm um, going to learn a lot about Jordan Love in this game for sure. So let me give you the capital J other side of the story. Jordan Love, 55% completion rate. Jordan Love playing against a defensive backfield that looks like a bunch of high schoolers in the Chicago Bears playing indoors, like you said. Uh Week one and two favorites, short favorites, field goal or less. Okay. According to Evan Abrams. In September, the past 20 years, 102, 125, and two against the spread. Uh, they especially don't perform well in the first three weeks. 92, 112, and two the last 20 years. 39 and 65 since 2015. So that's the Packers. That's the Chargers, two teams we've already talked about. Um, more and more, I feel like the Saints are one of those teams we're going to want to play because they will be undervalued, at least this week. And the money and the bets coming in right now in the Packers, so I would expect this number to move. That'd be great. Yeah, I would, I would love to be able to get two and a half on this in the contest. But will we play it right now at plus two? Forget about the contest. Um, betting wise, um, you could, but I would honestly wait because uh, I, I just, I just see it. I could see it keep going up, but that is a risk. Like Chad just said, the pros could come in on it. It could go back down to one, one and a half. But I, I just hate, I hate pushes. So like, yeah, I'll put a little on the two here, but I, I want the two and a half for the three. What if it goes to one and a half? Sucks, but again, that's that's just when you make it a teaser play. You Wong tease it up to seven and a half, and you know, you're sitting on a great number. Simon, the favorites podcast has a new sponsor. You know them, I know you know them, I know them, we all know them, we love them. It's Little Caesars. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, I know this is a rhetorical question for you. Is pizza the ultimate game day food? It's the best chat. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Order your pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner online during our Pizza Pizza pregame. That's one hour before the NFL games start and get ready for some football and get ready for some fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, give me the lowdown on your favorite Little Caesars topping. I'm a meat lover's Chad. I go with the pepperoni or bacon. I am going to go with mushrooms, maybe some green peppers whenever I get my Little Caesars. Either way. You win. And speaking of winning, all of our favorites listeners can score with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. Get your bets in, call your buddies over, enjoy a few slices of Little Caesars during the tastiest hour before kickoff. We have not identified, Simon says, 
We have not identified an executive decision, but we're getting much, much closer. All right. The next game, Atlanta's visiting Detroit. Detroit is a three and a half point favorite. This is a game that came up on Sunday night. It was five and a half. I loved it. And you said it was fishy. Now it's down to three and a half. The, the money and the bets coming in on Atlanta. Can you explain why you thought it was fishy? Do you still think so? Should we have bettered at five and a half on Sunday night? Yeah, you nailed it. You were you were spot on looking at it. I, I look at it from another perspective of this is a bad number, and that's how you make books pay, right? That's you bet it. When the books hang a bad number, you pound it, and that's that's how they pay. So that was a good read by you, and that was just me being skeptical of like why is this number not three? Two days later, now it's down to three. So that's exactly what I said in the show. I was like, I got this at three, three and a half. Why is it five and a half? Like it just felt very bizarre. It was so inflated. Um, way too much respect to that Lions team. So. Yeah, pissed I missed the best of the number. The pros have just been pounding this down to three now to a lot of books. I mean, the value is going to be there in the Lions, Chad. If this keeps happening, we get two and a half in the Lions. Yes. I'm happy to take the Lions there. So um, it, it's right where it needs to be right now. Like three, to me, no value either side. And I lean now towards the Lions. But if it goes back up to three and a half, four, um, I could see us on Atlanta. If it goes back down below three, I could see us on the Lions. It's just this is a really good number where – these teams are not that big. There's not that much big of a difference until you get to the quarterback position where there's a huge difference with Detroit's quarterback compared to Atlanta's quarterback. So um, yeah, Ritter might be that guy who's incredible at home and we just fade him on the road. So give me the two and a half on the lines. I beg you. Let me tell you something. I love this team. Now I got goosebumps, gentlemen. You're going to be ready to go, man. Piss and vinegar. I love this team. The Lions were set up to fail in that game against Seattle, right? They were so overhyped that yeah. first game at home, the the euphoria around the Lions, you know, that stadium being sold out with a waiting list for the first time in generations. So now I'm just going to have to wait until the Lions are less than a field goal. Yeah, we'll wait until we see value on the line again. Dude, we got to talk about this Cleveland Browns team. <laughs> All right. I think this is I think this is one of the toughest games out there. So this was another one. We discussed it Sunday night. We were in agreement. You take a small position on Tennessee at four and a half, and then you sort of made a bigger decision depending on what happened with Cleveland. Yeah. And then sort of everything that happened with Cleveland actually makes this murkier, right? Like it, this game potentially deflates their entire season. Their $230 million guaranteed quarterback gave the game away in multiple ways. Their best offensive weapon is done for the year, we think. They lose his favorites on the road in a game they easily could have won to go 2-0 for the first time since 1993. We lose on a bad beat. They lose on a bad play. Here's a great stat that Anthony DeBundo, who's one of our analysts covering just about every single sport there is, gave me during our Green Dot Daily production meeting this morning. In two games, opponents have yet to run a play in the Browns' Red zone. It's fucking wild. What do we do with this game? It's Mike Vrabel, the only coach in the NFL the past 20 years with a winning record as an underdog. Yeah, this this is a really tough one. Um, obviously, like you said, we already have a position on Tennessee, but I'm going to throw that away as if I have nothing on it and the value is going to shift to the Browns. Like It's just like the Lions. If this number gets two and a half, uh, I'm going to have to do it. I'm probably going to have to take the Browns here, but man it's it's totally what you just said where it's like tennessee three and a half i would love that number because it just feels like two teams with really really strong front force so like defensively i really like tennessee to shut down what the browns are going to do on the ground they're going to be probably the most public dog of the week if i had to guess yep. like it's just going to be a team that the pros like the public like together the books are going to need the browns badly so if it gets to two and a half, that's where the value is going to be. So this this number, you know, I don't know how much Nick Chubb is worth to it, uh, the line, but it was probably half a point. So that's why I'm hoping it does go down to two and a half. So another game, not much to do with probably going to have to end up on the Browns, but I, another game I just kind of hate. Um, if I'm talking about a mentally weak team, it's going to be the Browns compared to Tennessee. Like Tennessee, I think that was their first win uh, nine weeks going back to last season last week. 
And that was a perfect Vrabel game, right? They just never gave up in that Chargers game. They kept fighting. They held the they held the Herbert in that offense. If, if you're taking Tennessee, you're you're banking on Tannehill having back to back good games, and that's that's a lot to ask. So yeah, another game where I'll just wait for the line to move. If you want Tennessee, you you should grab the three now because I do think this is going to drop to two and a half. Here's something else to make us even more confused. You and I both love the luck rankings. This is one of the top four luck ranking differential games in favor of the Browns, meaning yeah, they've been unlucky to play the Browns. If it gets two and a half, put on my my line alerts for the Action Network app. Hope that I can be awake. You know, you and I last week did our YouTube only favorites film session in which we picked out plays that sort of impacted our bets from the previous week, but also gave us something to think about going into the next week. And mine is going to be about the Titans protecting Tannehill and how that's messing with my head for this game. Because I do think that's a big deal, right? Like that Browns defense, they're still healthy and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is now an eight and a half point favorite. We're 100% going to have to take the Texans in the contest. <laughs> I won't make it a guarantee, but yeah, it's it's looking that way just because who the hell are the Jaguars in this offense to be, you know, rated as the same as the Ravens were in week one, right? That that line in week one, I think was nine and a half, ten. Um, this line opened at nine and a half, I believe, down to eight and a half. Like, I'll, I'll grab it now. This isn't my Simon Says play, but I'll, I'll grab Houston at the eight and a half. Um, CJ has looked the best of all the rookies. Went back and watched the film from that Colts game. The Colts did throw a shell defense at them once they had a big lead, but he's still making the throws, which, I mean, we talk all the time. These Ohio State quarterbacks usually don't work in the league. It's just, again, I don't want to shit on Justin Fields, but there's always these guys who come out really hyped up from Ohio State, and it's like, okay, take away all their number, you know, their five-star number one receivers, all these incredible receivers Ohio State has. Now these guys are coming to the league, and they're kind of with scrubs. It's not as easy, and they usually don't work out. CJ's making, you know, scrubs in the stars. I mean, there's a couple of guys on that team that like, you know, even Robert Woods, a guy who was left for dead, is making catches for this Houston team. So, you know, Tank Dell got in the action, Collins, like they have some nice pieces down there in Houston. So um, in a in a game where if the Jaguars would have won last week, that's what bums me out, Chad, is like we easily would have got 10 and a half on this number, which would have been amazing to take Houston at. I'm still happy to take out the number it is. It's just one of those where – Feel like the number would have been way higher if the if the Jaguars were covered last week. So um, we we could be going against the Jaguars team where you could be getting low value on, but I don't think it's low enough yet. Like this to me should be a seven, getting eight and a half, which is a key number. So I'm I'm right there with you, Chad. Like I like this number. It's interesting to me that you, that you say that about CJ Shroud. I've seen limited numbers of of their plays. I haven't watched a full game film for them, but every time I've seen him, he's looked confused and he's dropping back and running back <laughs> further. Like Robert Wood seems to be the, the only player he's comfortable making any tight throws to. No, so he loves you, Collins. That's his guy. What are you seeing right now that, that like makes you feel he's better than anybody else who's playing quarterback as a rookie? What if I told you he's he in his second start of his career, he threw for more yards than any quarterback that's ever come out of Ohio state to the NFL. Is that something you might be interested in? No, because we've already said the quarterbacks from Ohio State, A, haven't been that good, and B, gross yardage in a game is not an indication of you being very good. It's an No one else ever could do it, though. Like To me, that's a big deal where it's like this kid could easily have just gotten down, not gone through the motions, and not really kept trying. And like I love that they're working through stuff in Houston. It's going to be a shit show, dude. My guy Evan, thank God Evan's here. Fourth in passing yards with no interceptions, Chad. Go fuck yourself. Bad mouth and CJ. <laughs> That's why we need Evan here. But no, I'm with you. Like, I, he could easily come here and just lay a total egg. Like, I have no idea what this kid's going to be. It's just the rookie year. I'm looking for little stuff, and it is no small feat, even if you're playing against a shell defense, a throw for over 300 yards NFL. It's really hard to do. So anything you're saying bad about him, completely warranted. Like, that Ravens game, he looked lost. I kind of threw it away. I'm just trying to play the number here because I'm totally with you, Chad. Like, if he's down 14 in the first quarter against this Jaguars team, this bet's probably dead. Like, you're exactly right. Like, I got zero faith in CJ. But if they can just keep it close and 
We've seen the Jaguars have struggled in the red zone this year. That's 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 a nice bet. This is when professionals make their money. Here's a question from YouTube. <laughs> How can Houston stop mm-hmm. Travis ATN when they couldn't stop Zach Moss? No, it is tough where it's like you brought in a defensive head coach and the defense hasn't looked great. I, the Houston might be one of the worst teams against the run. New England is a now three-point favorite at the New York Jets. This is the number one game in our luck rankings. The difference, the gap is 25. So um, for the record, like... That, that, that's that's towards New England, right? Yeah, towards New England. Yeah. Like unlucky teams meeting a threshold like New England in our luck rankings hit at a 63% clip since 2018. In... Week three alone, that goes up to 69%. So the numbers moved. I mean, the number was a two. It got to two and a half. Now it's a three. Um, I mean, the big thing is Belichick versus Zach Wilson, right? Like, isn't yeah. this what every year we, we try to convince ourselves to take the Jets against Belichick here? And I don't know if Evan has the number, but I don't think Bill's ever lost to Zach. Like, it's just one of those games where even last year, I'm almost positive positive we had the jets and they dominated the whole game and they punted and the the patriots returned the punt for a touchdown and we lost the bet on the jets like something stupid like that happened last year yeah wilson owned four straight up and against the spread versus new england so fuck man we tried to go in the trend last week we were like we got to take the patriots against tua Tua's not going to go five and zero against his belichick defense and you know, Belichick might have made the script, right? That umbrella defense he ran against Tua did slow down that Miami offense. Um, this week, we'll go back to the well. I'll trust Belichick. I'll trust him not to go 0-3. I'll take the number at three, hopefully two and a half in our contest. And, yeah, this is one of those favorites where I usually always love the home dogs, but not when it's a defensive mind like Belichick versus this this quarterback and Zach Wilson. So definitely a huge advantage for this Patriots team. And, we want to see the injury report for this this Patriots team. If their defense is healthy, you know, if their cornerbacks are going to play in this game, everyone's good to go. Yeah, I love, as our one solo favorite, this is definitely up the top of the list of taking New England here. A circle that's on the board. It's got the luck ranking stamp of approval. Simon, you know what has my stamp of approval? It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor the show. Two. I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. I've talked about it a lot. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. I'm actually opening Game Time right now from my house. As soon as we wrap this show, I'm headed in the city, New York City. What can I do tonight? Oh, I can go see the Yankees for six bucks. I can see the WNBA super team, New York Liberty, for 42 bucks. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, Get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, this next game. I think we're going to have to like have a race between executive decision and Simon Says. I think Denver at Miami, Miami, six and a half point. Favorite. The Dolphins right now at Bet365, 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Tua, shortest MVP odds. Not surprisingly, 80% of the tickets coming into Miami, but my but the money is 50-50 split. This is number two in our luck rankings. I will defer to you. I will give you the chance. If you want to make this your Simon says, feel free. If not, I'm executiving decisioning this. The great minds, Chad, just because you can still get sevens out there. Another week, it's going to be the pros versus the Joes on this this going against this Miami team that is incredibly talented, but the line's incredibly inflated. And, you know, Denver, people won't believe it hearing this, but Russ in a lot of metrics is considered a top five, top six quarterback right now. Like he's been actually playing really well. That Denver offense has been really good. That's just the defense. So, yeah, the hope here, the number you're taking is – Russ will be able to keep up with this Miami team offensively and the defense will be able to step up. So we got to take the really desperate team against the team that is beloved by everyone in the public and just not even matchup like matchup wise. 
this is actually a good matchup for this Denver team. Like a lot of stuff they can do well, they can stop. Miami wants to do offensively, but just just looking at football, the 0-2 team going against the 2-0 team that I think you just said it two is the favorite right now for MVP. How, how do we not? Like we're getting two to three free points on Denver here just off public perception. So you can take it because I have one more game I love. You would do that for me? Yeah, because I lo- as long as the people take it, I like I love that number. I well, feel like that's I'm what our show is built on. I'm taking it as the exact decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Are they number one in the luck ranking? Is that what you said? The number one game is New England. And number two is Denver against Miami. Uh, That makes sense. They'd be number one for unlucky. And same with Denver. Denver is 0-2. Easily could be 2-0. Yeah, it makes sense why they'd be 1-2. The hard thing to figure out with Denver is, are they masters of their own bad luck? Meaning (laughs) they've looked amazing in the first half. Russell Wilson has been great when Sean Payton has been able to get him to play the game plan that they worked on for the entire week. And then in the second half, when adjustments come, Russell Wilson's been terrible and they've let teams back into it to win. Also, Russell Wilson has started making mistakes, right? Like they were up 21-3. Russell Wilson fumbles the ball, doesn't try to jump on it, gives Washington the opportunity to come back and they never recover. Did you see that fumble? He looks so like that's the first time Russ really looked old. He looked he looked old. old. Yeah, he looked yes. old. Yes. I wonder if that's going to be my film session play of the week. Now that I'm playing, I know I'm going to be playing the Broncos. <laughs> oh, this is so interesting. So I love the film session. I love it. <laughs> Sean Payton, most profitable underdog after Mike Tomlin the past 20 years. Most profitable underdog coach the last 20 years. I'm sorry, people. We ha- we have to do it. Like, if this is seven and a half in our contest, this is going to be a no brainer play for us. What if it's six and a half? I'd still take it in contest. Like, I still think that's too high. So, don't don't I mind agree. that number either. I totally agree. Indy at Baltimore. Baltimore is an eight and a half point favorite. I haven't heard anything about Anthony Richardson yet. Have you? I haven't noticed anything. N- no, but I do know a really smart group that took a large position on the Colts. So, I, I could tell you that. A bunch of pros don't care. They don't care if it's Minshew or if it's Richardson. They, they like the Colts of this number. I haven't I haven't done anything in this game because I'm with Chad. I just I need to know Richardson's going to play if he's not playing. If the number will move off of that. So um, if people want to know what the pros early bet is, they, they like the Colts in this spot. Um, but to me, I, I just don't have an opinion on it yet. Another one I don't have a great read on, and maybe you do. Carolina at Seattle. Like now we've seen Carolina after last night. We saw Seattle get a little bit healthier against Detroit. The line's four and a half. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. Yeah, I just took the under. Like when this number hung last night, even before the Carolina game, I took the under on it. As great as the Seahawks played against the Lions, the Lions left a ton of opportunity on the field there. And I think Carolina will actually be able to attack those weaknesses that the Seahawks have, which is that offensive line. Like there's just – you're you're replacing your left and right tackle. There's going to be some regression. So incredible win for the Seahawks, a really bad loss for this Carolina team. Give me that six and a half, seven. I would love to take a six and a half, seven on this, this Panther team. So uh, yeah, one of those numbers that was way too low at three and a half, four on Carolina. Now it's where it should be. Like it should be six and a half, seven. But it's not six and a half, seven. Oh no. It's six. It's I'm seeing five and a half. Okay. I just I just assume it's getting up there where like the public's going to come in really heavy on the Seahawks team here. So yeah, like like Carolina in this spot, like the number. It's just it'll be hard for me to get there as this one of our dog bets, just because we still have so many questions right now about this offense of Carolina. Like I really don't know what they are. I'm trying not to be too mean to them because they're in a rough spot where you know Bryce Young's first game was a divisional game against Atlanta on the road. Then he came home and played a really good Saints defense on Monday night. Now he's going to Seattle. Like, that's such a brutal start for a rookie quarterback. Like, he's just going into really hostile environments. So, um, yeah, it's, if, if if I have a choice between this rookie on the road, Anthony Richardson on the rookie on the road, or CJ as a rookie on the road, I think me and you are both more comfortable taking the numbers above 7.5, above 8, than we are taking a Carolina team here at 6, and eight, six five and a half. It's just... The, yeah. the number's not doing it for me yet. So like Carolina, I just don't like the number yet. You know what we're going to be comfortable doing? Really comfortable doing? Because it's what we do. Taking the Arizona Cardinals 
as 12 and a half point underdogs at home against the Dallas Cowboys who are getting 82% of the bets. This is a must play. I just throw throughout the, the names on the helmets. You see these numbers and you take the home dog. Yeah, it stinks though, because even even last week, Evan gave us that stat about Dak versus these bad teams as big favorites. Like this is actually when the Cowboys do good. But yeah, Chad, how, how do we not take this number here? Like this is this is what we do. We we take the Cardinals. Um, kicking kicking myself last week for not being more in line with a lot of the pros on taking them against the Giants. Simon, by the way, Cardinals last week against the Giants, they were up big, big. And one of the reasons we love our sponsor, Bet365, is their NFL early payout offer. Your bet gets graded as a winner automatically if the team you bet is up by 17 or more. So people who bet Arizona Moneyline last week got paid, even though they blew the game. Do you think Arizona could be on the receiving end of a 17-point deficit this week? It's possible. When will this get to 13-14? That's the real question, right? Like the Bears feels like it's itching up towards that number. Yep. I hope we can get here with the Cardinals. It's 12 and a half. Even Chad knows. Like that's that's not really enough. That's a nothing number. Like 12 and a half to 10 and a half. It's just the, our number rarely falls on 11 or 12. Like mathematically, it just doesn't happen. So interesting that they've hung this number this way just because it's a little telling where it's a teaser number. It means if you're teasing this number, you can get this below six and a half right now, which we talk all the time. That's a big deal. So be careful out there. These sports books keeping this at 12 and a half, a little telling because they know this is going to be the most public bet. Like the money line of Dallas, I think it was the number two most bet uh, bet at a, a big sports book. So Dallas looks the part though. Like as much as I want to tear down Dallas, their defense has beat up on crappy teams in the Giants and the Jets and they handle their business. Like that's what you want to look for. Like your defense should beat up those teams. That's that's what you expect out of Dallas defense. So, uh, yeah the the big thing that excites me about back in Arizona, Chad, is it's just going to be us and the pros. <laughs> it's just another one of those weeks. So another number we'll fight on if we can get into the contest or not. But yeah, as the week goes along here, if this gets up to 13 and a half, 14, it's going to be hard to keep it out. That's just a huge number for a road favorite on this Cowboys team. Bears, Chiefs. This is a pros Joe's game right now. Numbers are 12 and a half. 60% of the bets on the Chiefs, 68% of the money on the Bears. I can see it. I mean, the Chiefs have struggled. The Bears have been terrible, but that's why you're getting such a big number right now. So either you believe this is a get healthy game for Patrick Mahomes, or you believe in the stats that the Bears are going to cover a big number and Patrick Mahomes, who has a hard time covering numbers like this, uh, we'll play to form. Yeah, another scary big favorite where, you know, if, if you want to throw the Chiefs in a teaser, I totally get it. I don't I don't see a scenario where this Bears team wins this game, let alone gets us under a touchdown. They're just – they're lost right now. And, you know, the players I got interviewed said that there wasn't a word spoken on that flight home chat from Tampa back to Chicago. So everything is just bad right now in Chicago. And now they're heading to Kansas City – on a team that I think we both agree, like their offense, you know, Eric Blemmy, their 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 OC left last year went to Washington. Now Washington's two and zero, and their offense is clicking. Where you look at the Chiefs, and just something's missing around their offense. And if there's going yeah. to be a get, a get right game for them, Chad, it's the Chicago Bears defense. Like this is as good as it gets to get your offense right. So if, if they struggle against this Bears defense, whoo. Some major, major questions now about this Chiefs offense. So, um, yeah, another one, another ugly dog, but it's – are we going to take this over the Cardinals? Like, it's going to be tough to pick this one over other dogs. So, I, I do like the Bears, but I don't know if I love it. So far uh, – oh, no, I was going to say this is one of the most bet games, but it's there's a lot of other games that are more bet. So, on Sunday night, we talked about the Raiders at plus one and a half. The number has now moved to Raiders minus one and a half. The Raiders do fall into that stat – now teams is a short favorite playing their first home game in week three that you'd want to fade. How do you feel about the Raiders right now as favorites at one and a half against the Steelers? Yeah, we joke all the time about the Spider-Man meme and this is the Spider-Man meme. These are the exact same team yes. going against each other. There's there's literally nothing different other than Jimmy has the experience and I can kind of count on Jimmy to make the throws when I need him to. So yeah, great scenario last week. We, we This is why I wanted to take the Raiders. Like they got blown out. The public was going to like Pittsburgh, especially if Pittsburgh won, but the pros came and hammered this number. So even though Pittsburgh won, 
no one's buying it. Like the number has moved from plus one and a half on the Raiders down to minus one and a half. I still like the Raiders. So I, I, I don't hate taking them as a favorite here. I don't hate taking that number. Um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh, what an amazing win. But can you rely on your defense to get 14 points every week for you to cover and win these games? I don't think so, especially against this Raider team that they played so bad against the Bills. You know that they're going to get right this week. So, um, yeah, looking at this, if, if it all comes out that Jimmy is fully healthy, because I don't know if he's injured because he just played so bad in that game. Love him to get right. And Josh Jacobs, who had one of the worst games I've ever seen by running back last week against the Bills. Great bounce back spot against Pittsburgh, who just cannot stop the run. Pittsburgh's run defense is atrocious. So, yeah, love Vegas. Love it at this number. Wow. All right. The Eagles minus five and a half against the Bucks. Okay. I don't know if this is the game you're talking about. This one opened at seven. It's now five and a half. They have one shared opponent in the Vikings, and they both won. Philly dominated physically against Minnesota. 20 more plays, four forced fumbles, four sacks, 260 yards rushing. Kirk looked amazing against this defense. Kirk looked amazing against the Bucs defense. The Bucs were outplayed. They got very lucky. Of 144 head coaches, Todd Bowles, it's in the past 20 years, Todd Bowles is 142 of 147 against the spread. What does that mean? He's horrible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So this is my Simon Says bet. I, I wanted it at six, the Bucks. It's at five and a half. Damn it. So, yeah, I still like it at five and a half. I was hoping you get to six. This this Bucks team, if the Eagles were fully healthy, I'd make this number seven. The Eagles are banged up in the secondary. We might be without our number one, our number two corner, and our number three corner. Going up against Godwin and Mike Evans. Like, this is a huge deal to this Bucks team in that offense. So, um, yeah, Eagles, Eagles might win this game. They're always going to have the opening for a backdoor. And seeing how this Bucks team plays – and how Baker's played, this is a good spot to back them. So the goddamn pros have come and they bet it down now. Um, I got it at six, six and a half. It sucks now. It's five and a half. You could wait, but I'd grab it just in case. I could see I could see it keep dropping. The Eagles have a lot of injuries right now. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. I think the Eagles will win this game. It's just covering. That's that's a big ask, them going down there against this Tampa team that the pros nailed and it's it's worked out to what are they all predicted of like, you know, they're gonna if they're gonna play bad teams, they're gonna be able to be in these games and be competitive. And when they play good teams, I don't think they're gonna be as bad as people perceive. Eagles last year were a totally different team. They were fully healthy, they had a ton of really good veterans. This Eagles team has a lot of young starters and they have a lot of injuries to this team that couldn't really afford injuries. So um, yeah, like I'm pissed it's I'm pissed it's below six, but I'd still make it my Simon says I just I love the Bucks in the spot against an overvalued Eagles team that everyone's going to be betting this one. It feels like just just what happened on uh, Sunday night with that Miami team where the public got got it right. They hit that one, but, you know, they're not always going to get it right, just like we learned last night with the Browns. Like, there's stupid things that happen in these games, and it feels like that's what it is with this Bucks number. It's like the, the public is still thinking of this Eagles team as this team they were last year. And even you were, Chad, you were texting me about it. Like, this Eagles offense, something doesn't look right about this offense. This ain't the team you can run for 200 yards on. The Bucs are not the team you can just run for 200 yards against. They have a really good yeah. run defense. So, love this number for this Bucks team. All right. All right. I was actually thinking you would say, because the line is steaming towards the Eagles, because the wise guys have been coming in on the Bucks. do we just keep waiting until this gets low enough and we take the Eagles? I don't think it'll get down to three. That, that's where my my breaking point would be I had this game at four. So I have the number that should be at four. So it would take a lot for me to, to want to take the Eagles here just because I do, I do hate this spot for this Eagles team. It's just everything about this game stinks of a trap game for, for the Eagles. Listen, Sunday night, I'm I'm begging you. If you listen to this podcast on Tuesday and Thursday and you're not listening Sunday, then you're only getting 66% of the value. And we are about value on the favorites podcast Sunday night. We said, take the Rams plus six and a half against the Bengals. This line is now two and a half. Questions about Joe Burrow's health, uh, both short-term and potentially long-term. The Rams have looked good. They're, they're no-name offense. They got a rookie receiver whose odds are now like six to one to win offensive rookie of the year. Are we staying away from this until we get more intel? Like at this number, you know, there's not real value for us. 
Yeah, you missed it. I mean, we gave out six and a half, and then I reposted the video, and I think it was still three and a half. You could have got that number on the Rams, too, and now it's down to two, um, which is kind of a hedge by the books because I don't think they know either. Because if he was officially out, we probably would have heard from media, and this number would just be at a pick. Like, this to me would be either pick or Rams minus one. Um, and then the, the value is probably going to shift to the Bengals, especially if you got that early number six and a half on the Rams. It's like, how do you not take the other side and try to hit the middle? So yeah, yeah, the Rams, it's a great feeling where like, I'll get a lot of stupid shit wrong in the preseason, but the Rams, I just for months kept saying to myself, like this team isn't going to be bad as perceived by the public. They were in that 49ers game. I mean, that that, it was right there for them to steal that game. Um, Stafford threw his first pick in like a year and a half. And that kind of flipped the game. So say what you want about McVay, like, I knew he would love these kind of this kind of team and coaching them up, and he's really embraced. I mean, Cam Akers, whatever he said, he's like, let's just get rid of this guy. I'll I'll, I'll have a different running back. Like I I don't want any of these people that are just aren't with us on this journey. And you know, it, it might have been a complaint about touches, whatever it was. I love the Rams mentality of no, nah, you're not even going to dress. Like you're gone. Like they they literally didn't let him come to the game last week, and it didn't matter. Like that kid Williams. Looks like a good running back for them. Uh, so, yeah, this this Rams team, this this faceless team, like Chad said, we love the number. That's what sucks so much is this was going to be a play at six and a half for sure. And I was like, the public was going to come in on this Bengals team in a get right spot, and it was going to be great taking this Rams team. And now, yeah, if this if it is Joe out and it's their backup quarterback, probably going to end up on the Bengals at minus you know or a plus one plus two at at home. Um, the Bengals just aren't as bad as they've looked. I think it's more on Joe Burrow. Joe Joe's the one that just hasn't looked right. So Bengals defense might not be as good as they've been this past couple of years. That's fair to say, too. Like, they've struggled these first two weeks. But they went up against a divisional foe in the Browns and then the Ravens. Like, that's a really hard stop start for that defense. So um, right, right there with you, Chad, where it's like we wanted to be on the Rams. Now we're going to end up probably going to beat them on the Bengals. Let me summarize here. Exact decision. Denver Broncos plus seven. Simon says Bucks plus five and a half. Games we've circled that we're feeling, you know, fairly confident that we'll talk about again on Thursday that are contest leans right now. It's ugly, folks. It's ugly. Texans eight and a half. Pats minus three. Could be cards plus 12 and a half. Could be bears plus 12 and a half. Las Vegas. Simon felt really strongly about that. Minus one, one and a half. Bucks plus five and a half. Denver plus seven, I should say as well. So things will change over the next 48 hours based on this podcast lines will move. But those are some of the conversations we'll pick up on Thursday when we do foxhole, big balls, sharp calls, all the good stuff. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic, every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Must be present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Catch our next episode of The Favorites live on AMP or the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pod. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.